Hi, hello, and welcome to In the Moment with Megan Bowman on Anchor.fm with Hawk Radio at HCC. We are so happy you're here. So glad you joined us for episode seven of season one. Now, today's episode is our college edition. Some of you in the country are already going into your spring break. For us here in Tampa, our spring break starts this coming Monday on the 15th. So we're doing our college edition show today, and we'll talk about some current college news headlines and hot topics going on around the country. We have some funny feedback from professors on Reddit who anonymously wrote in to tell stories about some of their most interesting um, reactions and things that have happened in their classroom or things that their students have tried to, you know, get by with. Um, we've also got some spring break freaky facts for you today. And we actually have some special guests joining us today later in the episode. Tracy Thomas and Annie Clark will be joining us today. And they're from the Plant City Campus Alpha Gamma Theta, which is a chapter of the Phi Theta Kappa Honor Society. And they're just going to share some information about their group. Phi Theta Kappa. So we're really excited to talk to them. Annie Clark is actually the president of the club. So we look forward to talking to them later about the Honor Society and what they've got going on. And they're going to share with you what they're about and how you can join if that's something that you're interested in. Of course, just like every episode, we'll end with our happy thoughts. But right now, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to go right into those college headlines. Stay tuned.
Megan Bowman on Hawk Radio on Anchor.fm. That was Back to School Again by the Four Tops. And that is from one of my favorites, but, you know, was really not well received by the public. Um, But Grease 2 with Michelle Pfeiffer. I mean, it's one of my guilty pleasures. So that is the opening credits song. Um, Anyway, I love that song. So let's get into our college headlines. Now, Fox News reported this story about a Bowling Green State University student. So Bowling Green is in Ohio. O-H-I-O. I'm not even from there, but I feel like everybody knows that, right? So this actually is, it's pretty sad. And, you know, it's something that honestly I thought was kind of done away with. Um, So this past week, Stone Foltz, who was a student, actually died. Um, He was involved with the Chi, uh, I'm sorry, Pi Kappa Alpha International Fraternity And I guess their Bowling Green chapter was called the Delta Beta chapter. And he was involved in an incident of alcohol-related hazing. So apparently after the event, and now Fultz was only 20. He wasn't even 21 also, which another problem, right? Uh, He was transported to the hospital by his roommates And when the roommates found him there, uh, they said that, quote, I've never seen my roommate more drunk in his entire life. He immediately went to the bathroom and was throwing up in the toilet for just 15 minutes to an hour and making himself vomit, end quote. Um, I guess that another roommate of his was pledging the same fraternity and was told that all of the pledges were supposed to drink a handle of alcohol last Thursday. Now, when he was hospitalized, Fox News reported that his organs were going to be donated following the incident, but he was 20, and you know, he, he wasn't even supposed to be drinking and then he wants to be part of this group and they're telling him to drink 
you know, a handle. Well, I guess maybe it's because I'm not in my twenties anymore. Thank God. (laughs) But I don't, I don't look at a handle and go, wow, I want to drink all of that in 15 minutes because I would, you know, that's stupid. And so the fact that this was what he was asked to do and he died from it has brought a lot of eyes onto this fraternity. Now the school released a statement saying that it's placing this fraternity on interim suspension. Um, I guess the school wasn't actually a recognized student organization. So once Stone was hospitalized, they took the letters off their fraternity house. Um, you know, and so they're, they're still looking and basically the law enforcement of the university are taking the lead in investigating this. So everybody who was interviewed have said that Stone could be remembered as a kind and selfless person with a great sense of humor. And, you know, we wish his, his family peace in this time. And as we learn more, of course, we'll tell you um, just such a sad story of somebody, you know, a tragic end to somebody who didn't have to go. Um, so let's switch it up a little bit. I want to tell you this story that the Washington Post reported on, and it seems to be one of those things that's, you know, very um, obvious our social footprint, what we post, does it affect us? The answer to that is yes, of course it does. It doesn't matter where, what, or when you post. The thing is, is, you know, that never disappears. It goes into some database somewhere, but once you put something online, a picture, a post, a tweet, you know, anything, a a response on somebody else's page that lives on the internet forever. Even if you delete it, it's still in a database. So think about that. Things that you've put up and then thought, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. And you go delete it. Guess what? It is already out there. So of course, with the pandemic, apparently social media use has blown up which, you know, I find to be pretty true because I came back to Twitter during the pandemic. Um, And I hadn't been on, I had never really gotten behind Twitter. And now all of a sudden I'm tweeting, you know, it's very unlike me. Um, So basically Kaplan, an educational services company, has been doing research into the effect of social media and applications and scholarships in schools, the correlation between the two. So since 2008, it has explored the role of social media in the review by colleges of your application, and it has been growing. Nearly two-thirds of officers, admission officers, said it is fair game for the reviewers to visit your social media pages. So 
we're not just talking Facebook either, guys. We're talking Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram, all of them. And as they're expanding among young people and the pandemic has increased the use, the pandemic has also increased the use of admissions offices searching other people's social media. Now, they might not actively be checking your social media profiles, although some are, and the issue is you cannot control what they find and you don't know exactly who is looking and who is not. So they also, the Kaplan survey also found that 36% of these admission officers who responded that they do think it is fair game they do also visit the social media profiles of all students, especially when they're giving out big chunks of money. So the truth is your digital footprint can last and it can last a long time. Now, you know, I know that some some businesses will search, you know, they might search your LinkedIn and through LinkedIn, they might go and see if you've posted anything on Facebook or check a YouTube channel. These are all things that happen in the business world. So they, this Washington Post reporter interviewed Angel Perez, who's the chief executive officer of the National Association for College Admission Counseling. And she said, if I were to log on to your social media right now, would you be embarrassed by what I saw? If so, you probably have some cleaning to do. Regardless of whether admission officers look at the social media, this is a great time to reflect on your social media footprint and be strategic about what you post. And you know, he added, I know employers who look at the social media feeds of potential interns and employees, and there are scholarship providers who look at them too. Basically what we just talked about. So these, these small colleges, large colleges, public state universities, if they're encountering something negative, inappropriate, inflammatory, that will impact your application to the school. Who you are, what you think and say, and what you post matters. So keep that in mind as we're coming on to that time where we're looking for internships or trying to, you know, send out applications. If you're in a two-year school and you're going into a four-year school, if you're in high school and you're looking at colleges to start as a freshman in the fall, keep in mind what your social media is portraying you as and ask yourself, you know, would I be comfortable with my mom looking at this or my dad? And if your answer is, ooh, I don't want them to see it, guess what? You shouldn't post it. So keep that in mind. I mean, I know, I know a lot of times in social media now it's that shock value, you know, but think about your future before you press post. Okay. All right. So our last story for today comes from the Tampa Bay Times. And this is a very 
cool thing that is happening right at home at my own school of Hillsborough Community College in Tampa, Florida. Actor Andy Garcia is producing a documentary in Tampa, and it could lead to a new movie studio. So he's the executive producer of this documentary called Stonebreaker. And the story is of the late Scott Stonebreaker Ross, a musician of international renown who remains little known in his native United States. So basically, Hillsborough Community College students are actually helping with the editing through the digital TV, radio, film, and media production program. Now, the production company who's partnering with Garcia on this feature film and the documentary wants to bring further opportunities to student filmmakers in the area and making it more accessible to students rather than just at, you know, fancy film schools and super expensive film schools, which is amazing. Now they're in works. They're talking about possibly coming, um, you know, to Tampa, to the Hillsborough County with a new film studio. But as for right now, um, these HCC students are actually helping with multiple projects. So one of the professors in the program, actually the head honcho, Narisa Lamison, who is chair of the digital TV, radio, film, and media production. Side note, and my professor, she's awesome. They are really working with a real Hollywood producer a real Hollywood director, and a real Hollywood actor. This is real experience for the resume. She was quoted in the story saying, and it's true. This is awesome opportunity for HCC students. Now, going forward, at least two of these students may be hired to continue to work on the project when all of their cataloging is complete. We wish them the best of luck. And I am so excited about this opportunity. Guys, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk our funny feedback, which is college professors are dragging their worst students. And it's brutally honest and hilarious. Again, thank you to BuzzFeed for compiling this from Reddit. And we'll be right back with it.
Welcome back to In the Moment with Megan Bowman. That was Pink Floyd's Another Brick in the Wall. A perfect song, period, right? Also a perfect song to lead us into funny feedback, a special college edition segment just for you. So this BuzzFeed if you go to buzzfeed.com, I mean, that and Board Panda, I can go down the rabbit hole and read some of these stories, you know. Um, but this one was actually posted on March 8th, and it's college professors dragging their worst students. And in the title, it says it's brutally honest and hilarious, but we're not going to read them all. <laughs> but uh, these are some of my favorite ones. So, Real TAs, instructors, professors came onto Reddit to post some of their favorite stories. So here's a couple of favorites of mine. A student came in with a research paper, bibliography that listed my mom as a source several times. <laughs> um, okay, here's this. One student wrote a paper about the causes of the Salem witch trials. She sided with the accusers because she'd, quote, seen some stuff. <laughs> Clearly not understanding the assignment. Oh, man. Oh, this one, this one breaks my heart a little. Okay. 
I once spent an hour explaining to a college junior that an even number is divisible by two. Woo! Even in the tagline of this, it says, <laughs> um, this weekend, Reddit user redmombo underscore number six asked college professors to share stories of students that made them say, quote, I'm surprised you made it out of high school. And they get better, guys. <clears throat> okay. One student wrote in a discussion board about Lord of the Flies. I like how they saved all the flies. That was my favorite part. If you read the book, you can guess the look on my face. <laughs> I laughed out loud because, you know, obviously they didn't read the book. <laughs> obviously that was their assignment and they said, nah. <laughs> all right. Um, these two are pretty good. I had a student who tried to use Microsoft Word to send an email. Silly. Um, I had a student include numerous emojis in a term paper. Whew, I just can't, I just can't, you know, like, I, I don't understand how that, how people would believe that that is acceptable academically. Oh boy. Okay. I had a student who told me, being 100% serious, that he wouldn't be presenting on his assigned day because he, quote, didn't do the assignment and he'd go the next day. Oh, okay. Well, you just let me know when you can turn that in because that'll also fly <laughs> in the real world when you get a job and you tell your boss, right? Oh my gosh. Some of these just make me shake my head. I had a student put in their presentation, woman's suffrage has destroyed the American family structure and feminism has turned women away from their naturally obedient nature. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. What? <laughs> no, ma'am. I don't know if this is a woman. He he didn't use a pronoun. So I don't know if a woman wrote that or if a uh, man wrote that, but yikes. All right, and last one. A master's student didn't know how to convert from seconds to minutes. If you're listening, master's student, heads up. There is 60 seconds in every one minute. And there's 60 minutes in every one hour. And there's 24 hours in one day. Hope that helps. So those are some of my um, favorites. I definitely recommend going to BuzzFeed and checking this out because I got a nice laugh. Um, I've got to tell you, so I, you know, I think I've talked about it in other episodes, but I'm a non-traditional student. So I'm not fresh out of high school. I am in college, but I'm in my 30s. I have a family. I've had a job before, you know, and um, I don't know. I, I've even, there's been some moments since coming back to school when I've had to deal with, you know, not deal with, work with, better terminology, um, students coming right out of high school and I forget they're still 18. 
you know, sometimes 17. So some of these students are not even legally adults. <laughs> and, you know, I, I was talking to my dad the other day and I was like, when I was 17 and 18, did I, you know, did I say crap like this? And he was like, yes, all the time. So and needless to say, don't worry. <laughs> if you didn't know any of those, you know, research and learn, but don't worry. The older you get, I promise, the more refined and mature you'll get. So, you know, don't worry. You, you only, it's like a good whiskey, right? You only get better with age. So anyway, guys, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some fun facts, some freaky facts about spring break, which we're all going into. So we'll be right back. Enjoy this song, School's Out by Alice Cooper. We'll be right back.
welcome back. You are listening to In the Moment with Megan Bowman. And of course, I'm your host, Megan, and I'm so happy that you're here, you're listening, and you're sticking with us. Hopefully you enjoyed that song. One of my favorites, Trust Me, I Was Singing at the Top of My Lungs. Um, We are back. We're going to talk about fun facts about spring break. Now, one of the late, great, I mean, my favorite actor, Robin Williams, said, spring is nature's way of saying, let's party. And so with that being said, we're going to talk about 30, well, this is 32 fun facts about spring break. I'm not going to read all 32 to you. But it is from one of my favorite websites that I've told you about, factretriever.com, because they go through every single fact and they give you a reference. So guys, remember, this is our college edition. Check your sources. Make sure they're legit. And this, I have... I have gone through quite a few because, you know, I've read different ones and I've been like, no way. And I checked the source and it's true. So without further ado, we're going to get into this about spring break. Now, if you were planning on leaving this spring break or going to party, remember, we are still in a global pandemic. Please remember that. Remember that you have family and friends back home. Help stop the spread and wear a mask if you do choose to go out. And even if you're vaccinated, put on a mask, okay? Especially my friends in Texas. I know that Governor Abbott lifted the mask mandates, but if you're in Austin, Mayor Steve Adler is not playing around. You've still got to wear a mask, but be smart, make good decisions. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. So every year between one and a half and 2 million students in the U S go on spring break. Now that's a lot of people. Now imagine how much money is being spent. I'll give you a minute. Okay. It is over $1 billion into spring break. So remember, a lot of these restaurants, companies, hotels, they want you to spend money because they know that they can make a lot of that billion dollars, right? So keep that in mind. During spring break, South Padre Island, which if you don't know, it's South uh, South Texas. South Padre Island averages 25 arrests a day and collects approximately $80,000 in fines. So while they might not love having spring breakers, the city of South Padre is making money because they're fining, you know, upwards of almost 100K. So during spring break, the average male consumes about 18 alcoholic drinks a day. And the average woman consumes 10 alcoholic drinks per day. Now, I will say, I've never really done the the spring break party, but my husband has, and he went on a cruise. And that was like his first or second year in college. He wasn't 21 yet. Why did he go on a cruise? Because he went to places 
where the legal drinking age was under 21, right? And he told me that they would wake up in the morning and start drinking and they would basically drink till they pass out. There's even songs talking about drinking till you pass out. Now, Spring Breakers have nicknamed Fort Lauderdale here in Florida, Fort Liquordale. And, you know, like I said earlier, be smart because during spring break each year, over 2,500 American citizens are arrested abroad. And if you've ever seen the movie Broke Down Palace, I think Claire Danes is in it. Oh man, it made me, obviously that's in a little bit of a different vein if you've seen it, but that made me never want to like, nope, nope, not go across seas and push any boundaries, right? So the top five destinations for spring breakers. Now these are United States spring breakers, where they want to go. Panama City Beach, which is in Florida, Cancun in Mexico, Daytona Beach in Florida, South Padre Island in Texas, and Colorado's ski resorts. Now, in Fort Lauderdale in 97, and that's 1997 for you Gen Zs, a 24-year-old production assistant named Joe Francis began producing a series of VHS tapes of drunk women exposing themselves in Fort Lauderdale during spring break. This was actually the start of Girls Gone Wild, which I don't even know if they're around anymore. For goodness sakes, I hope not, but <laughs> that's another story. So in the early 1980s, South Padre Island became the first location outside of Florida to attract a large number of spring breakers. It became popular because you could legally drink there under 21, where as in a majority of other states, you would have to be 21. So that's how South Padre got to be so popular. Now, I'm pretty sure the drinking age there now in 2021, is it, is 21. So 21 is the name of the game everywhere. Now, little did I know, Fort Lauderdale is actually referred to as the birthplace of spring break I, I honestly, I wouldn't have guessed it, but um, it is. So, okay, every year during spring break, there is a number of college students that die from falling off of balconies. Again, that's one of those things. Be smart. Don't drink yourself into that oblivion because then you're just asking for trouble, guys. Be safe. Now, researchers also note, if you're planning on going to Mexico, that many hotels and resorts there are embedded with the drug cartel groups. Cartels are very interested in interfering with the tourism industry, especially during spring break. So be smart. Have fun this spring break. Remember, there is a lot of history. I definitely recommend checking it out. Um, something cool that's happening is several universities are attempting to evolve spring break and create, these organizers are trying to create a chance to participate in community service and other social causes. 
you know, such as tutoring migrant uh, farmers in Florida or even registering voters in Mississippi. So, you know, it, your spring break can also do some good in the community. It can, you know, it doesn't have to kill brain cells. Okay. All right, guys, listen, I'll say it one more time. Be safe, wear a mask, have fun, but be smart, be careful. And we're going to take a break. And guys, when we come back, we have our special guests joining us from PTK Phi Theta Kappa, an honor society. And we're going to be talking to the Plant City chapter. Um, I am really looking forward to talking to them. So stick around. We'll be back and we'll have a great conversation with them. Up in the morning and out to school The teacher is teaching the golden rule American history and practical man You study him hard and hoping to pass Working your fingers right down to the bone And the guy behind you won't leave you alone Ring, ring goes the bell The cook and the lunch room's ready to sell Fortunate if you have time to eat Back in the classroom, open your books Gee, but the teacher don't know how mean she looks Soon as three o'clock rolls around You finally lay your burden down Close up your books, get out of your seat Down the halls and into the street Up to the corner and round the bend into the slot You gotta hear something that's really hot With the one you love you're making romance All day long you've been wanting to dance Feeling the music from head to with Megan Bowman and I am your host Megan Bowman and we're here on HCC radio on anchor.fm and like I told you earlier in the episode we have got some very very special guests with us today 
And I am excited to introduce them to you. First, we have Annie Clark. And Annie has been a student at HCC since the fall of 2018. And in February 2019, after receiving an invite for Phi Theta Kappa, she did a little bit of research and joined. She is a member of the National Phi Theta Kappa and a member of Alpha Gamma Theta, the Plant City Campus Chapter. In the fall of 2020, Annie was selected as secretary of Alpha Gamma Theta. And in January of 2021, she was elected as president of the club. We're super excited to have her here today. I've also got Tracy Thomas here today. And like myself, Tracy is a non-traditional student at HCC. Last fall, she re-enrolled after being out of school for 23 years and is also a mother of four children aged eight to 20. She is currently on the AA psychology transfer track and will transfer to USF for her bachelor's in psychology. She is a current member of the Plant City Campus SGA or student uh, Government Association, as well as Phi Theta Kappa National Honor Society and Alpha Gamma Theta Chapter located at Plant City Campus. Ladies, welcome. It is so great to have you here with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Megan. Oh, of course, of course. So let's just get started. Uh, first question to you, Tracy. You are part of the Phi Theta Kappa. Can you tell us a little bit about the international organization? What is it exactly? Sure. So the, um, the Phi Theta Kappa International Honor Society, um, it was founded in 1918, and it was founded on the principles of service, scholarship, leadership, and fellowship. And it is the official international society for two-year institutions. So PTK International, it does more than just give academic recognition. Um, it's a great resource for its members. It provides access to their program called PTK Edge, which is a set of online self-paced courses that um, explore career paths, um, teaches you how about transferring to four-year institutions, enhances personal and professional skills. Um, they also give members access to over $1.3 million in cash scholarships through their PTK Foundation. And then members also have access to PTK Connect, which is a collection of more than 800 universities that offer scholarships exclusively to PTK transfer students that total over $46 million. Wow, yes, we like that money, you know? Scholarships are always, I mean, that is always a good thing. And that is awesome. They've been around so long. What is that? I'm gonna do math. Over 100 years. About 103 years, right? <laughs> Wow, and PTK Edge, is that just a couple of different online learning courses that you can take through PTK, but not necessarily college credit or just you know things they have available to members? Yes, so it's members only courses. There's four online courses that are self-paced um, and they don't count towards you know credits or anything, but they're definitely beneficial to, to the people who take them. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thanks for sharing about what Phi Theta Kappa is. Annie, I know you guys came in today saying that you were part of Alpha Gamma Theta. How is that connected to PTK or Phi Theta Kappa? Alpha Gamma Theta is one of PTK's several chapters. So I like to think of PTK internationally 
as the United States of America. So then each college, I mean, some colleges have PTK chapters. And so I like to um, think of those college chapter, PTK chapters as the states of the United States of America. So um, Hillsborough Community College has five campuses. Um, so that means each of Hills HCC campuses have a PTK club. So Alpha Gamma Theta is Hillsborough Community College, Plant City, Phi Theta Kappa chapter. That makes total sense. I love how you broke it down with the United States and then into the states. Um, so as far as your Plant City chapter, right, which is Alpha Gamma Theta, how many members do you guys have? As of right now, we have 22 members, but we are always looking for more to join. Awesome. And I assume PTK is a huge, you know, been around since 1918. They've, there's probably a ton, right? Yes. Of people who have been part of it. Once you graduate out of, and you become an alumni, are you still able to have some of the benefits that are offered when you're uh, in a two-year school? So you won't have as many benefits, but PTK does have an alumni program. So you're still allowed to be involved with PTK. So that's really great. And also once you graduate, you move on, you get a job. And sometimes some job interviews, you might be asked, are you a PTK member? So it's really cool because you have that connection throughout your life. It's not just during college. So it's a, it's a huge network. It's another way to network and find a community. Yes. Awesome. So Tracy, I have another one for you. If you want to join Alpha Gamma Theta, how can you start the process? That's very easy to join. Um, the best way to start is just by reaching out to Annie by email. And I'm just going to rattle off her email. It's aclark84 at hawkmail.hcfl.edu. And uh, an even simpler way would just for students to, uh, to go onto the HCC website and just type in PTK into the search bar and it will bring up links right there. And we'll share that. I'll share the link on our Facebook page at In The Moment with MB on Facebook. Make sure you go give a like, but I'll share that on our social media as well as Annie's email, the HCC website, just so you can streamline, you can get right there if you want. That seems pretty easy. So, you know, Tracy, once they email or even before they email, are there any requirements or fees that they should know about? Yes, um, in order to join the Alpha Gamma Theta chapter, students would be required to have a 3.2 GPA. Um, there's no fee to participate at the campus level. And then if they wish to join the PTK International, um, they would need to have a 3.5 GPA and complete at least 12 hours, 12 credit hours before applying. And then the PTK International does have a membership fee at $75. And the, P the Plant City Campus, Alpha Gamma Theta Chapter, we currently pay that fee for our active members. So if they come in and is there anything that like, do they need to attend a certain amount of meetings before their, their $75 fee will be paid? Or do they just contact you guys say, hey, we want to join and you guys cover that fee? We want you to be active as in that you've got to um, attend the bi-monthly meetings and you got to help out with our projects and attend our PTK events. 
how many meetings or projects would they have to be involved with before they could become an international member? So I would say you either have to be involved with one project and attend half the PTK meetings or attend all of the PTK events and attend all of the PTK meetings, which are just bi-monthly meetings. Okay, so it would be maybe say like a semester. Yes, just really faithfully attending the meetings because if you don't attend a PTK meeting, you're kind of out of the club news, I guess, because we're constantly updating and changing. So you're kind of out of date. That makes sense. So actually that leads me to a follow up. How, when, when do you meet? And, and, you know, are you guys meeting right now? I know we're in the pandemic, right? Are you on campus or off campus right now? Um, we're actually meeting through Zoom meetings right now. And we meet the first and third Monday of each month from three to 4 p.m. And then we do have various in-person activities that members can choose to participate in, um, such as we're getting ready to do a campus cleanup. And then we have two service projects um, that we're working on that uh, students can choose to participate in. Oh, very cool. So Annie, let me circle back real quick. Let's say somebody comes, you know, comes in, they come to all the meetings, you guys get them involved. They are now officially PTK members and Alpha Gamma Theta members. What are the overall benefits to being a member of your club? So I would say the first and foremost benefit you get is the interaction. So I really enjoyed being an Alpha Gamma Theta member because I felt like even though we were a small club, we had um, a closer intimacy that you probably wouldn't get when you're part of a larger group. And so you really get to know one another and get to like talk about your college experience and just help out with one another. If, you're if you have a question about like, oh, I'm looking into doing this or I want to volunteer, someone else at the club would be more than happy to help you find your volunteer or whatever question you have. And then another benefit you get is that you're making connections. I have made a lot of connections um, with the college recently because of the PTK club. And so that's really nice. Nationally, if you're a PTK member, um, the benefit you get is that you have access to the PTK Edge, to PTK scholarship, you get um, a pin and an award certificate saying that you're a PTK member. Also, when you graduate, you get PTK graduation regalia. So that's really nice. Also, you like how I stated before, um, you're making the connections, um, you're making your own network that you can use once you graduate and move on to another college or once you move on to another job. So you always have those connections. Yeah, you're making lifetime connections, which is, I mean, so important and also so great to have a community and a network, especially why, you know, some of us are quarantining, hopefully fingers crossed soon, right? We'll be able to get out of our houses and back into the schools. And speaking of that, Annie, can you tell us any current projects that you guys have coming up? Yes. So, um, we have two projects. One of them is called the Honors and Action Project. This is more of a research-based project that benefits the community. 
the surrounding community, I mean. And then our other project is the college project, which is not as much research, but it benefits mainly the college and the students. So this year, our honors and action project theme is about food insecurity. We noticed, especially during the pandemic, that if you read, look up food insecurities, you notice the statistics are um, drastically higher than they would be normally because a lot of students, I mean, just a lot of people have lost their jobs. And so now they aren't able to have money um, to buy food. So we wanna try to help out our community by getting food cheaper or at no cost to people who need it. As for our college project, we named it Loving Our College. So we're gonna do acts of love for our college and our students. Um, mainly, we're gonna focus on providing our students with the necessities. If you look up again, statistics shows that a lot of st college students, an astonishing amount, go without the bare necessities because they're trying to um, get their education. So oftentimes they, um, they aren't able to work part-time or find a job. And so they're not able to get money to supply their necessities. So that's, so we feel like as a club, we can try and help out and get those necessities to the college students at our campus and college. That is amazing. Especially the honors in action, the food and security, I mean, Wow, what a great thing. And I, I'm really hoping that our listeners will come out and get involved. And I know that pretty soon right here after spring break, you guys have an event coming up on March 25th from four to six. Can you tell us a little bit about this event? And also, is anybody able to come or do you have to be a member? So I'm really excited for this event. It's called the PTT Mardi Gras bingo. So it's a virtual bingo night where any HCC student can join. You do not have to be a member of the club or a PTK member. You just have to be an HCC student. And so we're gonna do two hours long of bingo games. And so during the two hour long bingo game, we're offering 10 prizes and some of them include like an Echo Dot and a movie night basket and a school supply basket. So please join if not for winning the prizes. Wow, those are awesome. I I don't have an Echo Dot, but maybe I'll come. I'm probably out of the running because I'm talking to you guys about it, right? No, so, you can join. <laughs> no, I can come. Excellent. Yes. Awesome. Guys, I, you know, obviously I'm just so thankful you guys came to tell everybody about Alpha Gamma Theta and um, Phi Theta Kappa. Is there anything else you guys want to tell our, our listeners about your club? Um, we really just want to make sure that students are aware that we are here and that we are looking for new members. Uh, we, would, we would love to have people who are just as passionate about these service projects and, and others that we're going to do in the future that are, want to be involved. Um, so really just getting the word out that we're here. Also, we just want um, students to understand that even if you do join, it's not a big commitment that we're as a club, we're willing to work around your school schedule. School comes first, we come second. So please don't fear, don't join because you're 
fear, afraid that you don't have enough time. We would work around you. Also, even if you don't become an Alpha Gamma Theta member or a PTK member, you can still benefit from our projects. We're not gonna exclude you because you don't join. So really we're hoping to help out people no matter what. Oh, this is great guys. And I, you know, I just wanna thank you again for coming on and joining us in the moment with Megan Bowman. And I, I'm just so happy you could come today. Guys, this is a wonderful club. So go out, get involved. Like Annie said, there's no pressure. Whether you have time or don't have time, come out, join, and be part of a community and a network. Ladies, thank you so much. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, it'll be time for our happy thoughts. We'll see you in a bit. And that is our show for today. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of it. Our happy thoughts today are going to be an SNL skit with Jimmy Fallon singing about spring break to lead you in to the wonderful week off of school and a great break. And we just hope you guys are safe and you have fun. I'll see you back next week. We are going to talk about the explosive interview with Oprah, Meghan Markle, and Prince Harry. And we're going to do a complete Royal Edition show. So make sure you tune in next time for that. Otherwise, guys, we'll see you later. Bye. Uh, thank you very much. You know, um, in a couple of days, uh, I'm going to go away for spring break, and I, I can't wait. I see my head is hurt and I'm just waking up and I am shaking because I just threw up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Drank too much. Drank all 35 flavors of jello shots. Smoked somebody's pot and then I did a keg stand for a long, long time. Made out with a stranger for a long, long time. This is what the spring break is all about. Little baby. <laughs> Have a fun spring break, everybody. Thank you very much. Jimmy Fallon, everybody.